This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Well, the Feast of Trumpets was last week, and many of us were hoping that the rapture of the church would occur, but it didn't. So what do we do now until Jesus returns? I'm talking about that. I'm also talking about Hurricane Ida, another example of the judgments of God that occur in America when we try to force Israel to divide their land. I'll prove it to you on today's show. And I'm answering questions on marriage and divorce and other issues. Welcome to Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans. Welcome to the show today. We have a great, great program for you today because I want to talk about, you know, the rapture of the church did not occur during trumpets last week. And so, you know, what are we going to do now because of that very important answer that we all need to understand because it didn't happen. Uh, I also want to talk about this issue of Hurricane Ida and 126 documented disasters that have hit America in conjunction with us trying to get them to divide their land. This is documented in a book I'm going to talk to you about uh, later in the program. And I'm also answering questions. Let me first of all say, you know, I'm the president and founder of XO Marriage. This is a ministry that we, uh, we have all different types of events, resources, uh, YouTube program, everything that we do related to XO. But we have XO conferences around the country. We have three that are coming up, uh, September the 24th and 25th, coming up here uh, just a couple of weeks, we have Destiny Worship Center in Destin, Florida. Uh, I'll be there along with our EXO team, uh, Dan Leanne, David Ashley Willis, other speakers, uh, Pastor Steve Ajalis. It is a great church there in the Destin area, and we can't wait to be there. Hope that you'll be able to be a part of that if you live in that area or if you can get there uh, for that weekend. Also, uh, we're going to be in Austin, Texas. Uh, actually, it's a celebration church in Austin, Texas. Georgetown, Texas, September or um, October the 8th and 9th. Uh, and so Pastor Joe Champion, Joe and Lori Champion, dear friends of ours, fantastic church there. If you live in that area or you're from Texas or Oklahoma or something, you can get there. We would love to have you. Also will be uh, November 5th and 6th at First Baptist Church in Dallas. Uh, and so a wonderful, wonderful church there. Uh, and so uh, Pastor Robert Jeffress, and so he's also a good friend of mine. We're going to be there, and uh, if you want to be at any of these conferences, I promise you it will bless your marriage. In some cases, it will save your marriage. Even if you're single or divorced, you're welcome to come to these conferences. They'll be a blessing to you. And so if you want more information on coming to one of our conferences, go to xomarriage.com forward slash conference, and you can get more information there, and you can also sign up. We would love to have you be a part of our conferences. Now, last week, a Feast of Trumpets, you know, the, the seven feasts of Israel are a prophetic grid of the future. We absolutely know that. And so Jesus died on Passover, buried on unleavened bread, was resurrected on the Feast of First Fruits, and Pentecost happened exactly on the day of the Feast of Pentecost. And the next three feasts are Trumpets, Atonement, which happens tomorrow. Uh, we, we, on November the 15th, I'm sorry, September the 15th, 
sundown to September 16th sundown is the Feast of Atonement, the Day of Atonement, the most holy day in Israel. And then after that is we have the Feast of, of Booths, you know, the uh, tabernacles where it represents eternity. The uh, rapture is the Feast of Trumpets. The second coming of Jesus is atonement. And then eternity, the millennium and eternity is the tabernacles. And so we have three more feasts coming up. And I believe, I know along with many others, that the rapture of the church will occur. The fulfillment of the Feast of Trumpets is the rapture of the church. And I've talked about it on this program and told you all the scripture, scriptural reasoning behind that. But it was last week. Uh, now, coming up in the Q&A part of the program later on, I'm talking about there are people that believe that the Jewish calendar is a month off and that actually that the rapture will occur October uh, uh, 8th and 9th, uh, September, uh, 7th and 8th, I believe it is. And so uh, that it's going to occur in a month, uh, a month because the Jewish calendar is a month off. So some people believe that. So I hope they're right. And I hope that Jesus comes in October. But I want to talk ab about, first of all, why didn't Jesus return? And there's an answer to this. Uh, and it's because of souls. A anytime that Jesus has not returned, it's certainly not to make us more miserable uh, or to make us wait longer uh, just out of spite or something like that. It's because more people need to get saved. There will come a point in time that everyone who's going to get saved before the tribulation is saved. And when that happens, Jesus will return. But there are souls. See, the only thing that God gets out of all of creation is a family. That's all he gets. From all the heartache that God's been through from Genesis to Revelation, in the book of Revelation, uh, everyone who has rebelled against God is in hell, along with Satan and all the fallen angels. But heaven is full of a family that God has. And this is a family that chose him. This is the important thing about heaven is everyone there, except for those that are under the age of accountability, but everyone there chose to be there. We chose him. And so this is the special thing about it. And that's what God wants. God wants a family so badly that he sent his only son to die for our sins so that he could have a family, that Jesus could have a bride. That, that's all God gets out of all of eternity or out of all of creation is an eternity with his family. And so the other thing is this, and I heard, I heard a preacher say this one time, and it really, it really makes you think. The only thing that we cannot do better in heaven is lead people to Christ. We could worship better in heaven. We could fellowship better in heaven. We could learn better in heaven. We could live better in heaven. Our relationships will be better in heaven. The only thing that we cannot do better in heaven is to lead a person to Christ. And my encouragement to you is live your life to, to be an influence to others for Jesus. Live your life to help other people understand and accept God. And so this, this is the reason, this is the primary purpose for Karen and me and the way we live our lives is I want to take as many people to heaven with me as I can. And let me say this, if you're a part of a church and your church is an evangelistic church, you're leading other people to Christ. If you support ministries, the Bible says he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And so if you support a ministry and that ministry is leading people to Christ, you're a part of that ministry. And so it's very important to understand that when you gather together with other believers and they're doing the right thing and they have the right focus, you're, you're a partner in that and you get the reward for that. So live your life individually and in the groups that you associate with to lead other people to Christ. That is what God values. The book of Proverbs says that he who wins souls is wise and he'll shine like the stars forever. 
And so if you, if you understand the value of a human soul to God, you're a very wise person. There are other people who are corrupting people. I was playing golf in California and I was coming up this golf hole and I saw this mansion, just this massive mansion up on the hill. And I was playing golf with a guy from California. And I said, who lives in that house, uh, that mansion? He said, uh, he owns the largest pornography business in the world. Imagine a lives corrupted by that person. And he'll stand in judgment before God one day for that. He didn't live for God. He didn't live to lead others to Christ. He lived for himself. He lived for his own pleasure and his own glory. And he'll pay a price for that. Jesus is coming. And when he comes, we all will stand in account. And the greatest reward that we will get is for the people that we have led to Christ. Let me also talk about what do we do until Jesus returns. Okay. Now, this is very, very important. So what do we do? We're here for another year, two years, five years, however long we're here. How, however long we're here, what do we do? And so this is the Apostle Peter's admonishment to people that are waiting for Jesus to return. This is 2 Peter chapter 2. If God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those afterward who would live ungodly, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the, ungodly out of, uh, uh, deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment, and especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. And what Peter is saying here is the, the world around us is being reserved for judgment. We need to remember that. When you see the frivolity and the mockery of people today living in sin, that will all change in the twinkling of an eye. And those people now, they, they are being reserved for judgment. God knows how to do that. But the response of the righteous, it says that Lot's righteous soul was vexed. That's how one translation says it. He tormented his righteous soul. What it means is rather than being involved in the sin of the world, Lot was grieved. His heart was grieved. I know many of you watching this right now, when you see the things that are happening in the world, your, your soul is grieved. That's just one of the signs that you're a godly person. It's one of the signs that you're not of the world, but you're of the kingdom of God. Because the things, the things that are in the world should grieve our hearts. We should not desire it. We shouldn't covet it. We shouldn't follow after it. But we should stand for God and let our hearts be grieved. But the third thing is God knows how to preserve those who are godly. This is the other thing that Peter is saying here. God knows how to deliver believers from the ungodliness. And that's what he's going to do. When the rapture comes, when Jesus comes one day, He's coming to get us and we're going to be delivered. Let me tell you four things that we need to be doing until Jesus returns. These are very important things. What the Bible says, the first is, is keep your focus on God. This is what Jesus said in Luke 21. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, 
to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Keep your focus on God. The things that are happening in the world today are awful. I look at the news. I look at the news to see what's happening related to Israel and the world and the end times and things like that so I can keep everybody up to date. But in every single thing I do, I remember Jesus Christ is coming. These are God's times. God is in control. Iran isn't in control. Russia's not in control. China's not in control. The United States is not in control. Man is not in control. God is in control. These are his times. And Jesus said, look up. When you see all these bad things start happening, when you see the world falling apart around you, look up. Your redemption is drawing near. Literally, this is like a, a, an elevator bell that's ringing, saying the, the elevator door's about to open, we're about to get on. And so every time you see an end time event happen, Jesus is closer than the time before. Don't sit around watching the news all the time and the bad stuff happening and get depressed. Don't talk to people all the time that are talking bad and discouraged and get depressed. Remember, keep your focus on God. The second is so important, and that is trust God with everything. This is Philippians chapter 4. And Paul says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing, Paul says. Is that possible? Absolutely. Anxiety is not a condition, it's a choice. You can either trust God or you can worry. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. And so here's the issue. What are you worried about? You take a piece of paper and write down everything you're worried about. That's your prayer list. It says, the peace of God that passes all comprehension will guard your heart and mind. The peace of God, the word guard there is the Greek word fruroo, and it means a military guard that prevents a, an enemy invasion. When you trust God, when you come to God and you trust Him for money, you trust Him for a job, you trust Him for your marriage, you trust Him for your kids, you trust Him with your illnesses, you trust Him with the issues of your life, you trust Him with the future uh, and all that's happening in the world today. You trust God. It says if you come and you trust Him, the peace of God that passes all comprehension will set a military guard so Satan cannot attack you with fear, worry, and anxiety. You literally live in a peace that passes comprehension. It surpasses understanding. You don't know why you're so peaceful. You really shouldn't be in the natural, but you have a peace that passes understanding because you prayed rather than worrying. Your worry list is your prayer list. Whenever you're worrying and you're anxious, it's telling you you are not trusting God. Prayer doesn't work unless you trust God. There has to be a transference of trust. And you're saying, Lord, this is on my plate. I'm putting it now on your plate and I'm trusting you that you're going to take care of me in this situation. That's how you live in the peace of God in the midst of all that's happening in the world right now. The third is this, stay in fellowship with other believers. This is Hebrews chapter 10. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. The writer of Hebrews here is encouraging us not to forsake the gathering of ourselves together. Now, COVID has obviously disrupted uh, Christian fellowship around the world. Now, listen, the only group of people in the world that did not suffer mental decline during COVID were regular church attenders. I was in church this past Sunday in Michigan. 
with 5,000 people. And it was, it was glorious. It was phenomenal. Something happens when the body of Christ gets together, even if it's just three or four believers or a dozen believers that get together. Getting alone is the most dangerous thing we can possibly do. And I know that a lot of us are now watching church online. It's not the same. You need to be in the company of other believers more than ever before. And it says even more as you see the day approaching. Don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together, but you need to be together encouraging each other to good works, especially as you see that day approaching. In other words, as the end draws nearer, we need to be together encouraging each other more and more and more. And that's the difference between standing or falling. That's the difference between being encouraged or discouraged. That's the difference between making a difference in the world and being on the offense and sitting at home and let the devil beat up on you and being on the defense. We need to be with other believers. And here's number four, live to make a difference in the world. Don't, don't live for yourself. Live for God. Don't live for money. Don't live for pleasure. All those things are fine, but it's not the reason for your life. Let me read this one scripture and I'll close. This is Matthew chapter 28. Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The Great Commission, this is the Great Commission, is to go into all the world and to make disciples of all the nations. That's what churches do. That's what ministries do. That's what you should be a part of. That's what I'm a part of. And I'm saying, Jesus said, I want you to go do this, and I am with you even to the end of the age. We're all going to stand in judgment before Jesus when he comes. And when we stand in judgment, one of the reasons that we'll be standing in judgment is why we lived our lives. Did we live a selfish little bitty life that was just all about us? Or was our life about something bigger than us and something eternal, something eternal? And so as a pastor, I've, you know, preached and ministered and, and helped a lot of other people get to God and a lot of people receive Christ through my ministry. That's the most important thing in my life. And I love my wife and my kids and my grandkids and all the other things that are a part of my life. The most important thing in my life is living for God. And I encourage you, live the rest of your life for God. Even if you haven't lived a minute of your life to this point for the Lord, from this point forward, say, God, however long you uh, delay Jesus, from this day forward, I live for you and I want to make a difference. I promise you, if you keep your focus on God, you don't, don't be anxious for anything. If you do these things, you get together with other believers, you're living your life for God, I promise you, you're going to stand when others are falling. You're going to be encouraged when others are discouraged. And you're going to be ready when Jesus returns. Now, we're going to go right now to the subscriber portion of this. I'm talking about the 126 disasters, uh, many of them record-breaking disasters that have hit America, all coincided with a policy at that time that the United States government was trying to get Israel to divide their land. It's absolutely incredible that I'm answering questions on marriage and divorce and some other issues as well. If you're not a subscriber uh, to endtimes.com, it is $7 a month, $77 a year. We would love to have you be a subscriber. Most of what I do on this program, I do in the subscriber portion. So go to endtimes.com and you can sign up $7 a month, $77 a year. If you sign up monthly, the first month is free. If you're a subscriber, you have to go to endtimes.com to listen to the subscriber portion, or you have to respond to the email that we sent you, okay? Stay tuned, we're gonna go right now to the subscriber portion.